I desensitize myself to it. I, 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 uh, when I stand on the mountain and I say, do it, it gets done. I did not have sexual relations with that. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. What in the actual podcast? Okay. Okay. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Ooh, what a nice pour. Pour it out. One more time. One, one more, more time. time. I'm gonna celebrate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> what? I don't know what I was doing. Here we are. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was just like the harmonizer. I don't know if I could call myself that. I'm tone deaf, but. Nathan, did you just body pop? station? He for sure did. Did you just pop your chest? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm living. I'm absolutely living for that. And your teal That's shirt. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> this teal V-neck. Oh, all right. Well, hi, Here everyone. We um, welcome Hello. to What in the Actual Podcast, the podcast where we ask the question, what in the actual fuck is going on? Because we have no fucking idea. Not, nope. Not, nope. None. Nope. Um, I am Nathaniel. Oh, we're introducing each other at the right time today. I love this. For us. Oh, right off the bat. Um, so I'm Emily. Nate. No, wait, I messed it up. You go again. <laughs> I'm Emily. And I'm Katie. Hi. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, okay, so we wanted to shout out somebody who has been super supportive of the podcast so far. And this week's shout out is going to go to Jade. She is at Slim Jade Ski on Instagram. Go follow her. She's cool. Um, But she has been super supportive from the beginning. She is always liking our stuff. Um, She has been like DMing me and being like, you guys are so funny. And she just is like complimenting us. So we're shouting her out. Yeah, thank you. Shout we love a supportive out, shout queen. Shout it yeah. out. Oh. So thank you, queen, for your support. <laughs> love thank you. Thank you. Live for you. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Here we are. Here we are. All right. So should I get into it? Yeah, get right I in. I think so. Dive right in head so first. I'm a little tipsy already, but I, I think I could see it in the way that you're swaying your yeah, neck around I'm the like... screen there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am too off these it's a good time. seltzers. Um, so yeah, I'm having a good time, but this story is not a good time. Aww. So I'm just going to throw it out there right now. <laughs> um, it's a rough one and there's a lot of hate. Um, and it's just like really appalling. I, I, and if you're faint of heart, this might not be the episode for you. So oh boy. I'm just going to throw it out there yeah, now. So maybe if you're a first time listener, <laughs> yeah, go back and... Um, yeah, go listen to like a non-murderous one, yeah. like the Clinton affair say, or yeah, something like that. Ease your entry a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. Don't go so raw on this one. Yeah. You right. just but then come back loose. and listen to this one. Because you're going to yeah. love it and live for it. <laughs> so let's get so into it. So we are talking about James Byrd Jr. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think either of you know much about it because it was one of those times where I was like, don't Google anything. Yeah, <laughs> don't Google it. Uh, so yeah, we'll get, in, we'll get into the, the scandalous stuff and all of the connections later. 
Uh, but James Byrd Jr. was born on May 2nd, 1949 in Beaumont, Texas. He was one of nine children to Stella and James Byrd Sr. Oh, that's a lot of children. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of that's a lot of kids. I mean, that's a lot of birthing that's happening that's, in that family. That's a, a lot, lot of hips, hips man. Bitch. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Um, But it's actually really sad because it was hard for me to find information about his life. Mm -hmm. So his entire legacy was completely revolved around his death. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's kind of sad. You know what I mean? If if you're going to tell a story, tell the full story. And maybe let's focus more on victims than we are focusing on murderers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Please. Um, So yeah, I think that's a problem that we could work on. But that being said, I finally found some info um, on his life on biography.com. I'm just Ooh. hoping that it's accurate. Um, so if anybody out there knows that I'm fucking something up or knows better information, let me know. Uh, but this is what I found. His parents, Stella and James Bird Sr., raised the family in an East Texas community called Jasper, and their lives revolved around church life. James's father was a deacon at the Greater New Bethel Baptist Church, where his mom also volunteered as a Sunday school teacher. And James himself grew up singing and playing piano for his church as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. James graduated in 1967 from Jasper Row High School as a part of the last segregated class in its history. Whoa. Um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's also like not that long ago that it was. No. Still segregated. Jesus. Mm. And a few years after high school, he got married and eventually had three kids. Uh, His kids' names were Renee, Ross, and Jamie. Mm -hmm. He worked as a vacuum salesman, um, but he unfortunately struggled with alcoholism. And uh, at one point, he actually spent a few years in prison for petty theft. Mm. But for me, that's like... You don't spend a few years in prison for petty theft. Yeah. Yeah. So like... You know what, what I mean? Like petty on. theft is something that was like less than five hundred dollars. Yeah, like don't you just get like a slap so on the wrist or like probation or some shit? Right. If some teenage white girl stole, stole like a fucking Michael Kors bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shaft loved that shit. She would not go to prison for three years. Yeah. So no. like what the fuck. Right. What? Yeah. Oh, so all right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's... he went to prison because he's black, basically. Oh. Is what? I just said it. And yep. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> So, James and his wife eventually divorce in 1993, and James finally decides to return to Jasper and join Alcoholics Anonymous to try to overcome his addiction. So, I mean, yes, Queen, go for it. Yes. Overcome that shit. Uh, His friends and family described him as a friendly father and grandfather who is charismatic, musically talented, and generally well-liked. Aww. Yeah. Sweet. Absolutely. Yep. I always but, wonder, like, what my friends and family would describe me as. Oh, that's a good boy. question. Like, yeah. She was nuts. Kind of funny. Sometimes nice. <laughs> no, mostly I a bitch. Like, like, I don't know. Like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bad at math. Good at history. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, <what else? laughs> like, mine definitely would not be as nice as these, like... <laughs> Ugh. Right. Um, but let's get into the day that oh it all happened. Um, so brace yourselves. Let's talk about it. On Bracing. June 7th, 1998, James was 49 years old. 
and he accepted a ride from three white men. They were Sean Perry, who was 23, Lauren Brewer, Lawrence Brewer, who was 31, and John King, who was also 23, when James was leaving his parents' house in Jasper. Um, supposedly, they were all drunk. Barry, who was driving, apparently knew James from around town. Um, but instead of taking James home, they drove him to a remote country road out of town. Mm-hmm. When they arrived there, they beat him, spray painted his face, oh. urinated and defecated on him. Jesus oh Christ. Then they tied a metal chain around his ankles, attached it to the back of their pickup truck, and dragged him down the road for about three miles. Oh what my the God. fuck? James had been attempting to keep his head up while being dragged, and oh an autopsy suggested God. that James oh was God. alive during much of the dragging. I'm done. About I... halfway through, James hit a culvert. Um, a culvert is one of those like big metal tubes that like allows water to flow through it. Oh, wow. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and upon impact, James's head and arm were severed, which is what inevitably what? killed him. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. The um, fuck? So. Oh my God. Yeah. Some rough shit. <clears throat> Not a good way to go. We can at least say that. Wow. So Barry, Brewer, and King dumped the mutilated remains of Bird's body in front of a black church on (gasps) Huff Creek Road. Oh, Jesus. My my God. God. Uh Uh-huh. And then the three of them drove off to a barbecue. Okay. What? Um, (laughs) Excuse me? My dick. You're going to do this and you're going to go have some fucking ribs? Listen Are to you this. serious? This is a known lynching tradition. What? A barbecue? So white men would go and murder a black person. And then the way that they would celebrate is by going to have some kind of picnic or barbecue. Oh, that's disgusting. My God. Yeah. So wait, all, this is in 1998? That's... You are correct. Oh, my God. Suck my dick. Yep. We, I would, oh my. 1998. I was thinking this was like the 1950s when I like wasn't alive. Nope. Nope. I, you are definitely alive for this. And yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. (sighs) All right. So yeah, they, they dumped his remains in front of a black church and his decapitated remains were found by someone driving by the church the next morning. The police's investigation led them to the road where the men had dragged James. They found 81 places where James's remains were littered along the road. Oh, oh my God. The fuck? They also found a wrench with the name Barry on it and a lighter with the word possum inscribed on it, which was King's prison nickname. So we'll get into his okay. prison time in a minute. Okay. Um... Brewer and King were known white supremacists around town, and state law enforcement determined this brutal murder was obviously a hate crime. And within 24 hours of the discovery of James's remains, the FBI was called in based on the severity of the circumstances. Good. Oh, my God. The three men were finally arrested and set to be tried for James's horrific murder. So these men, 
Uh, Sean Barry claimed that Brewer and King were entirely responsible for the crime and that he was just a bystander to it all, which is just like... What? Right. How? No. That's... It's like... But no. if you are a bystander to that kind of horrifying No, you're like, part of it. Torture, you're letting it happen. Right. 100%. Um, like he couldn't... So, like he should have done, left... Called nine one one. Maybe try to stop it. Punch them in the fucking face Any, a couple like, of times. Yeah, like, like do something. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, so that was Sean Barry who claimed that. Uh, Brewer, however, testified that Barry had cut James's throat before <gasps> he was tied to the truck. What? Oh my god. Um. But like I said before, forensic evidence suggested that James had been attempting to keep his head up while oh. being dragged. And an autopsy suggested that he was alive during much of the dragging. Um, another thing was almost all of James's ribs were fractured, but his brain and his skull were found intact. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. So this suggested that he remained conscious while he was being dragged. Okay. Um, so that all being said, the, the slitting of the throat was probably not something that happened at least before. Um, so the jury decided that Brewer's claims that Barry had slit James's throat were false and therefore spared Barry the death penalty and sentenced him to life in prison. Listen to this. He will be up for parole in 2038 when he turns 63 years old. Wait, what? Why? (laughs) Wait. No. What? Yeah. Who's that? Which one of them? This is Sean Barry. Mm -mm. So he was 23 at the time. Mm -mm. Um, And in 2038, I mean, if he makes it that far. Uh, he will be 63, which is still pretty young. You know that's what I mean? That's not that in terms old. Of like, that's yeah, very like young. You still have, you could still easily have another 20 years left in your yeah. life. Um, he will be up for parole. Now that doesn't mean he'll get parole, but our system allows him to have parole in 2038. Wow. All right. So moving on to Lawrence Brewer. <clears throat> he was a known white supremacist who prior to James's murder had served a prison sentence for drug possession and burglary. He was paroled in 1991, but violated his parole and ended up back in prison in 1994. Um, so great human so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while he was, what's that? He's perfection. <laughs> Literally. Uh, when he was back in prison, he joined a white supremacist gang with King. Um, and his claim was he joined this gang to safeguard him from other inmates. Oh, please. Oh, <laughs> suck my like, ass. Suck my actual dick. I'm fucking busy. That is a... Mm-mm, honey. <laughs> You're fucking dizzy. Like, no. Oh, man. <laughs> I've drank she almost... Chugs, I she literally, chugs that salsa. I just opened this. Salsa. We're like 10 minutes and I've... Like chugged this entire thing. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. Of, wow. It's a lot. Right. Um, but a psychiatrist testified that Brewer did not appear repentant for his crimes, and Brewer was ultimately convicted and sentenced to death. 
Wow. Okay. The day before his execution, Jesus. Brewer expressed no remorse for his crime. And he said on a TV interview, quote, as far as any regrets, no, I have no regrets. No, I do it all over again to tell you the truth. End wow. Quote. Yeah. Wow. That's. Wow. That's insane. I. Yeah. Wow. A day before you're sentenced to be executed. Oh, you're disgusting. Yep. <clears throat> wow. So right. before his execution, Brewer ordered a last meal that included the following. If oh, it's God. a barbecue dish, I'm fucking over it. Just wait. It was two chicken fried steaks smothered in gravy with sliced onions, a triple patty bacon cheeseburger, a cheese omelet with ground oh, beef, tomatoes, my. onions, bell peppers, and jalapenos, a bowl of fr- fried okra with ketchup, one pound of barbecued meat with a half a loaf of white bread, three oh, fully loaded it. fajitas, a meat lover's pizza, one pint of Blue Bell, specifically <laughs> <All right>. vanilla <laughs> ice cream, a slab of peanut butter fudge with crushed peanuts, and three root beers. Okay. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like they, like, I totally get, like, the whole, like, last meal thing, like, whatever, but, like, you should limit it to one meal, not, like, three days of meals. Here's my thing. Are you hungry? I'm going to shove your dick in your mouth because you're disgusting. <laughs> How dare he? Now he's just fucking jokey joking yeah. around. Wait, you know what I mean? Wait. Suck my dick. I'm not done. All right. Go. When given the food, he told officials that he was no longer hungry <gasps> and as oh, a result sh- didn't eat a single thing. I hope his death was so painful. I mean, we'll get there in a second. I don't even know what to say to that. That's like that's a real fucking asshole. Like that's yeah. a real like yep. y- there is not more evil than that person in the world. Like he yep. is just like living to be a dick. Yeah. So the entire the entire ridiculous meal was discarded, which uh, prompted the state senator John Whitmeyer to ask Texas prison officials to end the 87-year-old tradition of giving last meals to condemned inmates. Wow. The prison agency's executive director responded by stating that the practice had been terminated effective immediately. Mm -mm -mm. I mean, with very good reason. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And this brings us to the final murderer. Oh, oh, and he died by lethal injection. Okay. Okay. Nope, wasn't painful at all. Okay. This brings us to the final murderer, uh, John William King. He was accused of beating James with a bat and then dragging him behind a pickup truck until he died. King had several racist tattoos. The first a, was a black man hanging from a tree. Mm. He had oh Nazi God. symbols. He had the words Aryan pride. Okay. And he had a patch for the gang of white supremacist inmates, which was known as the Confederate Knights of America. Okay, so I have a thing now. Um, I know, I know that we have freedom of speech in this country, but I don't think, like, I think there is a category for hate speech, which is like not protected or something. I don't know. I don't know it that well. But like, I'm sorry. I don't think that you should be able to have Nazi symbols tattooed on you. 
I like I no. I just I don't think that anybody should have I don't think you should be able to wear it. I don't think it should be like in your or at least Germany, you like can't. Like it's illegal. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's how it should be. Great. That's great that that's the way that Germany exactly. is. I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> There okay, think about the, that process too. It's like he wanted a Nazi tattoo. Mm-hmm. He went to a tattoo parlor that agreed to inscribe a Nazi mm-hmm. tattoo on mm-hmm. him. Then, mm-hmm. as a human, walks around in society with a Nazi symbol permanently on his skin. Mm-hmm. And what's worse is a black man hanging from a tree. Yeah. yeah. And here's my thing. Weren't they relatively young? Like, weren't they, like, born in well, the one 70s was or something? King, say, like, King, was the, King was the oldest one. So you're um, telling no, me no, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're there? right. No, 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 you are absolutely fucking right. King was so 23 yeah. and Barry was 23. And this Brewer is the 90s. Was 31, which is So still then young. you're telling me that sometime between the late 70s and late 90s, it's okay to get a Nazi tattoo, a black man hanging from a tree, and all this other nonsense at a tattoo parlor. Like, that's okay. This is not... The 40s or the 50s, like when that shit was high. You know what I mean? Like this is now. Yeah. And people are doing that. I mean, to yep. me, I mean, it's still happening. Like there are gangs like the that fuck? own, I think, tattoo parlors that do this. And there's iron crosses. <clears throat> there's Nazi symbols, Mm-mm-mm. like Aryan Brotherhood stuff. Like, yeah. KKK shit yeah. going on. Yep. So like it's still out of control. It still is happening, for sure. Yeah. Out of control. Um. Yeah. So those are all his tattoos. Um. And during his trial, being that he had been recently released from prison, he claimed that he was repeatedly raped by black inmates. Um. During his previous prison sentence. Um. I guess he thought that was like a good excuse to use. Like, I guess he thought that was like a good reason to go around murdering people. Um, because you were raped by black right. inmates, but you right. have all and these here, tattoos on your body. What do you expect? You're he, in right. Exactly. So like you were a part of a fucking white supremacist group. So like your racism didn't start there. Yeah. And then I don't believe that that happened. You were a part of a white supremacist gang. There's no way that you were vulnerable enough to yeah. get raped on the reg by anybody. Right. Yeah. Like, you know isn't I mean? this There's one of no the guys way. who said that they had to join the team or some shit because they were in prison and they felt like for their safety? So they joined the. No, no, no. no. They this is the guy who was already a part of it. So. That doesn't. No, it doesn't right. work like that. No. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't work that way at all. So. I mean, I don't believe that, but that's what he claimed. <clears throat> it doesn't make it an excuse. No, even it right, even if it did happen, it does not make an excuse at all. Um so in a jailhouse letter to Brewer that was um inevitably intercepted by jail officials, King expressed pride in the crime and said that he realized while committing the murder go. that he might have to die for it. He wrote, and quote, Burr is oh, the guy before who had no remorse. Right. All right. He was he was the guy who joined the okay. 
the gang who was saying he joined it so that he could be safeguarded okay. against other inmates. Wait, can right. we real quick go over each one? So Brewer is the devil. Yeah, I mean they all are. Um, <laughs> but who is the one that got the death penalty? Barry. Brewer. So the one that we've already talked about dying was Brewer. Brewer. Okay, that's him. Correct. He was the, the other one two... who, who ordered the crazy meal. Barry okay. got a life sentence and he's possible parole in 20 yep. something. 38 or something. Yeah. Okay. And right now who we're talking about is King. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what he wrote to Brewer was, quote, regardless of the outcomes of this, we have made history. Death before dishonor, Sieg Heil. That's wow. disgusting. That's disgusting. Wow. Yep. I'm sorry, but that language should not be protected. That's disgusting. Like under yep. our constitution, that is, that's Nazi like propaganda. Like that's yeah. what they would say. So it was intercepted by jail officials, and I don't think that Brewer ever actually got it. Good. But like he, yeah, those are the words that he wrote to him. Mm-mm-mm. So King was found guilty and sentenced to death for his role in James's kidnapping and murder. However, he remained on death row for many years. Um, all of his appeals were denied two days before his scheduled execution, and on April 24th, 2019... Oh, recently? He was oh, executed by lethal injection. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this literally just happened. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Emily was like reading a CNN article and I was like, what is that? All I saw was execution. <laughs> and so my so nosy AK, Emily was on her cell phone in the middle of the day. <laughs> and reading I'm like, murder. Right. And I'm like, wait, what is that? And you're like, somebody literally just got executed. And we were talking about this, like, mm-hmm. are people still getting executed? Like, is that even still yeah. really a thing? Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know think that it was, was still a fucking thing. It's I thought just that like it was like long... on pause. Right. Yeah. So yeah. this fresh one is actually going back to the '90s. So he has been yeah. on death row since then, wow. but he was finally okay. Okay. executed by lethal injection on April 24th of wow. this year. Look at that. Wow. Yep. <clears throat> King is the fourth inmate to be executed in the U.S. in 2019, and the third to be executed in Texas. Wow. Yeah. And since 1976, when the Supreme Court affirmed the constitutionality of capital, capital punishment, Texas has executed 561 people, which Whoa. is far more than any other state in the U.S. Whoa. So they are still kind of doing that a lot. Interesting. Um, I think the, like, more, and I don't want this to, like, sound badly, but I think, like, some of the southern states, uh, you, like, actually execute people. On the death penalty yeah. more. Like, because I know, like, mm-hmm. California's, like, people say, like, oh, people are on death row, like, for their life. Like, yeah, it doesn't like actually like happen. without parole. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and a lot of people, like, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of stories yeah. like that. <clears throat> but here's my thing. Like, I don't even think execution by lethal injection, injection is, like, actual justice for no. any of these guys. Mm. Like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, violence only creates more violence and hate. But, like, these guys should have been fucking dragged on the back of a fucking pickup truck. Yeah. Until they died. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's Maybe decapitated. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I think it's hard to say. Because there was like, no remorse. Like, like there's no, like, no. Like, they didn't care. They wanted it to happen. They yeah, literally said yeah. they would do it again when yeah. given the chance to. And it's at mm-hmm. that point where you're like, all right, bitch, because you're going to die you know a slow and think, painful death. I don't think you would like it much if you were feeling the pain that this, no. this man was feeling. Like, that you put this human through. Right. But Are I think, those... Do you guys know if those other ways of dying are still in effect or are they too inhumane? Like, like what I is think it, lethal like the injection is the one? only way that you're allowed. No, I don't like think you chair, can be hung. We don't do the chair. I don't think you can be. The shooting. Um, yeah, I don't what think is it, any of that shooting, stuff can happen. What is it? The shooting. Firing squad. Firing squad. Yes, good they one. They did that. Um, and then, not a good one, but good one to Katie for remembering the name well, of it. So, like I said in a previous episode, I'm like really into prison stuff, which is like there you weird, go. but I watch a lot of prison shows. And I know like in the US, there's been like hanging, a firing squad. They've done gas chamber. Okay. Actually in the US. Okay. And they've done the chair. The electric chair. And then... Uh, lethal injection yeah interesting but i know the chair like it's i think it's now considered like inhumane because it's not reliable which sounds awful but like like you could still live through it well that and also like it could like overdo it like it cooked people like it was like too much yeah i mean but in this case (laughs) so yeah yeah no you're right you're absolutely right right how big are my eyeballs right now (laughs) i mean your eyebrows are touching the ceiling (laughs) i just i think it's difficult like within the confines of our justice system to say like what is justice because i think our justice system is yeah i i think the american justice system is definitely flawed a hundred percent. Right. And, and then in the, the chance that you're, somebody was innocent and it's like, now they're being tortured to death. Right. Yeah. It would yeah. be a problem. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not, like, I completely agree with you. Like what, like these men did to someone else, like should be done to them. Like, I think it's fucked up, but like within what our justice system is capable of like serving as a I sentence, it's yeah. hard to say like what I would feel would be justice because I don't think mm-hmm. there's anything equal to what they did to this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than dra- like the equal thing, but you do the exact same thing. Our justice yeah. system, like that doesn't allow for that. And I'm not saying that our justice system should allow for that. I'm just saying like, yeah, it's a yeah, weird, I, 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 I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually a perfect segue for us to talk about the other incredible members of James's family. Um, and the actions that they took after he died. So Ross Bird, who is the only son of James Bird Jr., has been involved with murders, victims, families for reconciliation. I'm sorry, murder, victims, families for reconciliation, mm-hmm. which okay. is an organization that opposes capital pu- capital punishment. Oh, wow. He mm. actually campaigned to spare the lives of those who murdered his father wow. and appears briefly in the documentary Deadline. Yeah. Look at so, that. Like, He's a better person than us. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. Like, biggest props to him. <laughs> he is, yeah, 12 times wow. the human that I will uh, ever truly. be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, wow. James's family also created the James Bird Foundation for Racial Healing. 
Um, so that's absolutely beautiful. That's beautiful. And then his family became major advocates of the, wait for it, the Matthew Shepard and <gasps> James Byrd Jr. Yay! Hate Crimes Prevention Act. <laughs> Yay. Yay. It's the same bill. That's what It's the, the same one. What? <laughs> In the Truman Show is happening. The government is I, listening to us. They yeah. are listening to us. What the fuck are the odds that I read that article and I'm at work with you like two <laughs> days after we fucking record that shit? How? What the fuck? That's, in, that's insane. How is that? How are we all combined? I don't know, but isn't that wild? That doesn't make when any I sense. When I read... because So what happened was... You, I like you. I saw James Bird Jr. Okay. And then I started reading about it, and then I was like, "Wait, this name is so familiar. Why is this name so familiar?" Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh my God, that is the same <laughs> man on the Matthew Shepard bill. It I is can't their bill it. together. I can't That's believe incredible. it. That's incredible." That's amazing. <laughs> so um, as a reminder, the measure expands the 1969 U.S. federal hate crimes law to include cr- crimes motivated by a victim's actual or perceived gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability. But it also removes, in the case of hate crimes related to race, color, religion, or national origin of the victim, the prerequisite that the victim be engaging in a federally protected activity like voting or going to school. So up until this point, you literally had to be doing one of those activities in order for it to be considered a hate crime. So like if you were walking down the street and someone committed a hate crime against you, it wasn't actually hate crime. It was just a murder. Or it was a it was just like, like an assault yeah, or whatever it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, it also gives federal authorities greater ability to gauge in hate crime investigations that local authorities choose not to pursue. So mm. if for some reason, right, it's like a really racist um, mm-hmm. town or like mm-hmm. city, the FBI or some other federal authority can get involved and okay. do what they need to do. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it also provided $5 million per year um, in funding between 2010 and 2012 to help state and local agencies pay for investigating and po- prosecuting hate crimes. Yes. Yes. Funding. Um, yes. Because they funding. need the exactly. funding. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and wow. it requires the FBI to track statistics on hate crimes based on gender and gender identity, um, which the statistics for the other groups were already tracked up until this point. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that was the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, a movie was eventually made about the crime. Um, it was called Jasper, Whoa. Texas, which Whoa. aired on Showtime. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. All right. Mm -hmm. And a documentary called Two Towns of Jasper was aired on PBS. Um, They were both released in 2003. Hmm. And um, that's it for James Byrd Jr. Wow. The poor fucking guy. Whew. Yeah. That was a lot. 
Again, that was a lot. That was a lot. lot. The hate crimes are a lot. Like it's a, it's a lot to try to swallow. Yeah. It's like, it hurts and it's like painful. And then it's like the fact that the, the fact that the murderers just like, are like, yes, I would do this again if you gave me the chance to do it. It's just like, okay, like, you know what I mean? Like you weren't high on meth. You didn't have like, you have literally no excuses. You are the worst human being that has ever existed. Yeah. You're very aware of what you did and you would do it again. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, like, this doesn't make sense. Also the fact that one, they have that awareness and two, it didn't happen that long ago. No. Yeah. And three, like, we have a president that doesn't denounce that. I mean, I mean, it's a little scary. What are we doing? Yeah. It's really fucking scary. It's, I think that's part of the reason why it's so hard to, like, digest and make sense of is because, like, it's still, like, a relevant topic, which it should not be. Right. And, like, to us, it's just, like, so horrifying and actually unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But it's genuinely happening. Yeah. And it's, it's just still like happening. Yeah. Ugh. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I am just so impressed with uh his son. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Ross. It's it's yeah. amazing that you know good things come out of these stories like this and like with yeah. um Emily's story um about on, the Black Dahlia. Yeah, about the Black Dahlia yeah. and Fauna, how the good came out of that with like the children mm-hmm. of the next generation. And this, yep. the same thing with the next generation, something good coming out of it. It's in light of something yeah. so horrible, it is like such a positive yeah. thing. And it yeah. makes some change beautiful souls in like were like mm-hmm. birthed out of this. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. And I hope yeah. the fucking people who did this, who I, is one still alive? Yeah. The one, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's Barry, one still Barry fucking alive. alive. So I hope that he fucking sees, and even the two that died, wherever they may be. But, like, I hope that all of them fucking see that there is legitimate good and societal change coming out of what they did mm-hmm. and that what right. they did did not fucking, like, help their cause. Yeah. Exactly. It hurt yeah. Their, yeah. Their, what they believed in. Yes. No, that's an amazing yeah. point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. out of all of this, <laughs> if... If we could just progress forward against yeah. Yeah. this shit from happening again and be able to show them that that is progression and mm-hmm. whatever they thought they were standing for is not progression, that mm-hmm. would be that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But um, that's all I got, guys. I have one Jesus. suggestion for like watching material if people listen to this and they're like somewhat interested. There okay. is a show on Vice called Hate Thy Neighbor, and okay. it's with a comedian named Jamali Maddox, and he um, goes to places that are, like, racist or have hate groups and, um, like, discusses with them, like, what they believe. Interesting. And he's black. That is and interesting. And he, like, goes in and, like, it's really, wow. really interesting. So if you want, like, a I've heard that title before. It is so good like it's really good and he goes like there's some in like the uk there's some in the u.s where like he goes to like 
Nazi groups, KKK groups, and like wow. Wow. it is still happening. That's a brave soul. Yeah. yeah. So if like you want to see like something further on like this, like definitely give that a watch because it is so so interesting and so I think it's so important that people watch stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Jesus. Yeah. Um yeah, so should we cheers to James Bird Jr.? Of course. Let's, Let's do it to the positivity right that came out of this, although it's yes. very yes. negative. <sighs> cheers. I wish I gave yeah, that was a good one. James Bird Jr. better cheers. But No, that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good cheers. Whew. All right. <laughs> Everyone just like wherever you're listening, take a deep breath right now. <laughs> Breathe it out. Uh, and then maybe inhale like some good fucking weed, yeah. maybe. <laughs> what was your little spritzer that you had that you had, Emily? What? Didn't you have a little spritzer that you were like spraying on your face? Oh, take a nice spray <laughs> of your Evian face spray. My Evian yeah. face spray? Yeah. Awesome. Mario Badescu lavender spray. It makes me so moist after like all this uh, dry uh, yeah, fucking yeah, real yeah. life. <laughs> you did it on purpose. Oh man, you did that on purpose. <laughs> Look how moisturized I am. You are. You're glowing. <laughs> Pure highlighted. Highlit? I don't know. Highlit? I like that. Highlit? <laughs> That's like if you're drunk at high. You're highlit. Catherine! <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, we have right, a marketing um, genius right, so on our hands. Follow over us here. on the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, follow at us what on in the, the pod. What in the actual podcast? Yeah. Do some rating and reviewing. Please. And yeah, and maybe we'll shout you out. Yeah, rating and reviewing really, really helps us. So please do that. We will try to give you a shout out as best we can. Um, but yeah, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Yeah, guys. thanks for listening. All right, bye.